Wow, guys, what do we think of the brand new intro and the brand new vibe here at the Mario Matter? Honestly, I love that intro. How are we all doing? Welcome to the Mario Matter episode number 20, the big... 2-0, quite the milestone, honestly, and quite the milestone to rebrand the entire show. So as you saw there, that is the brand new intro. I love it. I got myself drawn into a picture. Looks just like me, honestly, and I do like it a lot. So I'm going to keep on using that. We've got brand new music there as well. And yeah, happy January 2023. It is the 11th, actually, of January, the Wednesday What's it, second Wednesday of the year? Second Mario Matter, that means? So, rolling smoothly. Anyways, we have fun stuff to chat about today and some more things for you to see. Really just one more thing that I have for, you know, rebranding the whole Mario Matter. Once again, last episode, I talked about how I'm rebranding the entire show. You won't notice much different. There's, 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 no, there's no fireworks, as I said. Nothing is crazy. We're talking about Nintendo. There is a transition that you will see in a few minutes, uh, that is brand new, but that's it, we got a new logo, we're on Spotify and Apple, uh, if we're not on there right now, we'll be on there in like a day, so just give me a second, it takes like a little bit of time, but I am working hard on that, Spotify should be up there by the time that this podcast is up, Apple could be a day or two, maybe it's already up there, I don't know, but, um, we should be on Spotify as you're watching this video, so, fun stuff, now, once again, 2023, how are you guys and are you sticking to your goals? So we we talked about last episode how I set a couple goals, you should too. This is the time of year, 10 days in, 11 days in, where you're kind of thinking, okay, like it's, it's kind of hard, depending on like what your goal is, whether it's weight loss or you're working hard on this, working towards that, it kind of gets hard to stay consistent once 10 days go, takes like what, like two months to even form a habit or whatever. Uh, it, it takes a while. So stay consistent, keep on working and never quit because honestly, like quitting is the absolute worst thing that you can do. Like where does quitting get you? Where, like tell me where it gets you back in bed. You lay down and think about your dreams. Like quitting gets you nowhere. So just don't quit. Do not quit. When you quit and you're laying down, taking a nap, you're just done with whatever you're working towards. Regret hits you like a truck, dude. It hits you like a truck. You're like, I'm going to start working out next month, February. You're like, you, you've, you've stopped. You canceled your gym membership. You're, you're laying in bed. It's a bad feeling, man. I mean, I've never felt personally that feeling, but like just not working towards your, your, your goals after you set them. It's a, it's a it's a bad feeling, honestly. It kind of sucks. I've done that where I set goals and then I quit them like a month after. Never do that. It gets you nowhere, as I said. It gets you back in bed. So we're not going to do that. But anyways, a lot of fun stuff to chat about today. Uh, Nintendo stuff, some new things, a lot of headlines. <sighs> I am honestly very excited. So I want to tell a story recently that, that happened recently. And honestly, okay, so it's just really weird. So a while ago, I promoted these dust covers uh, for, for your consoles. It's from a company called Play Vital, and it's really good. I love it a lot. It's really good. So what it does is obviously once you're, once you're done playing, you power off the console, put this on your Switch, and no dust gets into the fan. It cannot break the fan, and it just keeps your fan safe, really, because my Switch broke because of a broken fan. I had to get it repaired, and I had to do this and that and pay money, and it just—it it sucks. So I bought this dust cover, which you can get uh, with the code MSWIZZLE. This, I mean, it's kind of an ad, but they didn't, they didn't it's not an ad, but, you know, I, I, I am sponsored by them. So cool dust cover, right? I have one for my Xbox as well. It's, it's right here. You can't see it. I'm not picking it up. I was playing Xbox the, the other day, and I don't always look at my Xbox, you know, I just grab the controller and just, it turns on by itself, it starts playing. And so, I'm playing UFC on on the Xbox, right? I leave the dust cover on there. Oh my god. You can tell where, where this is going, right? So, I leave the dust cover on the Xbox without knowing. Now, if you have a dust cover, never do that, but I had no clue. So I'm playing UFC, I can't even see the Xbox when I'm looking forwards. I hear this like crazy fan sound. It's, it's kind of like when your Switch overheats, that sound where it's like so loud. Now my laptop right next to the Xbox sometimes updates randomly and it makes this crazy loud fan sound. I'm like, oh, 
it's just the computer updating weirdly. Like it, it can be closed, right? Right now it is like on sleep mode or something and it can just update out of nowhere. Just totally and it updates, it's so loud. So I'm like, oh, that's just the computer. It didn't stop after like five minutes and I'm like, hold on, what is that? I take off the headphones. It's the Xbox with the dust cover on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart sinks. It sinks, I'm like, oh my gosh. Take off the dust cover, thing's burning hot. <laughs> Xbox is so hot. And just life lesson. Remember to take off your uh, dust covers because if not, if if you leave it on for more than, than I did, which was like 15 minutes, it's probably gonna break. Thankfully, I've not turned it on since, but thankfully, it seems that there's no issue with the Xbox. Uh, I played on for like an hour after that whole incident and it seemed all fine. So yeah, make sure to take off your dust cover when you can. Now, now what's weird is the Xbox didn't tell me that the system was too hot or anything. It, it just played on and it was so loud. Was it was the fan on its like last life like 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 super loud to try to get all the air it can? I don't know what the heck happened, but um, it never told me. I believe if you do that with the switch, it's 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 gonna tell you like, hey, it's too hot going into sleep mode to to cool down. But with the Xbox, it didn't tell me anything. So scary stuff. If you have a dust cover, which I I do recommend dust covers. If you have one, uh, definitely make sure that you are taking it off when the switch or console whatever it's for is on take it off always and i only put on the the dust cover you you probably can't see it but i have like a clear dust cover on that on that animal crossing switch over there you can't see it because once again it is clear like i can barely see it with my own eyes i can i can barely even see it but um uh, that that switch is powered 100 percent off it is powered off hold the power button hit turn off it's powered off totally because uh, I'm not taking no chances over there. So make sure to always turn off your device when you're done using it and put on the dust cover then. Not while it's in sleep. Maybe it'll work in sleep mode, but I wouldn't even risk it just because the Switch does download things and it does update while it's in sleep mode, which if you have the dust cover on, might affect it, might make it all hot and stuff. And the Switch might even just get hot in sleep mode either way. So anyways, turn off your Switch before you put on any dust cover, uh, turn off any console for that matter. So that's my little random story that happened. It was it was scary to be honest, it was, it was pretty scary. But anyway, so with the rebranding of the Mario Matter, I have a transition between each topic. Now I felt that this was necessary because on a podcast with more than one person, you're having a conversation, you, you know, you're going back and forth and you can see how one topic turns to the next topic. So for example, let's say we're having a conversation and I ask you about Breath of the Wild. How did you like it? What did you think of the game? And you tell me, and then you ask me, what did I think of a game that I played recently? Let's say it's, uh, I don't know, Bug Snacks. And then I tell you about it and you can see how the conversation shifts. And then, you know, we will keep on talking and talk about different things. With this podcast, I just go, all right, anyways, next topic. So I have made a transition in between topics. You're gonna see it in about a minute right now. And so we're about to switch to our reading headline segment and you're gonna see the transition. So it's pretty simple, pretty short, has a nice little jingle in the background. I thought it was needed and I definitely do love the transition. I love how it's short. I love how there's nice music. It's pretty cool. So without further ado, let's roll that transition and get to our reading headline segment. What do you think of that? Honestly, I like it, but let me know what you think of it. So for our reading headline segment, for those who do not know, this is where we go through articles that have been written about Nintendo stuff or anything related to Nintendo. And we go through it and we read it, talk about it for like a minute or two, and then move on. These are topics that we could not talk about for more than like five minutes. So that's why they are headlines. And we go through, right now today, we have five different headlines to go through. So let's go ahead and let's get to our first one. The Splatfest, Team Sweet versus Team Sour versus Team Spicy. Team Sweet takes the victory with 30 points. I don't know how these are calculated. I have not played a Splatfest in forever. I said that I would play this one, but I was way too busy to even try. So Team Sweet had 30 points. Team Spicy has 15, ended up with, with 15 points. And Team Sour ended up with 12 points. So Team Sweet 
clear sweep that, like, it wasn't even close, it seems. So, congrats to Team Sweet for winning the Splatfest. Honestly, once again, I didn't play, I didn't choose a team. But if I had to choose a team, I'd probably choose Spicy. So, good thing Spicy came in second. So, you know, I I wouldn't have lost too bad there. But congrats to, to, to Team Sweet if you were on there. And, yeah, I just feel like I saw a lot of people say that they were going to join Team Sweet. Honestly, I feel like if you just do your research, find out how many people are, are joining this team, that team, you know, who is joining those teams, I feel like you can probably just pick the right team that'll win the Splatfest, because I feel like a lot of the pro Splatooners get on, like, one team and, and, and just win. I could be wrong, but I feel like if you research go on, and go on Twitter, you'll kind of find out what team is most popular and that tends to be the team that wins the entire thing. So honestly, if I were you and you want to win a Splatfest, research on Twitter. They ha everyone's talking about it. They all say what team they're choosing. So head over there and see what you can find. Next, we have Universal Studios says Miyamoto was involved in, quote, every step of the way when creating Super Nintendo World. When I first read that headline, my reaction was, okay, that means that Super Nintendo World is going to be actually good. It's going to be good. Not some people that think that they know what to put. No, Miyamoto was involved every step of the way, according to Universal. So, that's pretty good. He knows, obviously, he created Mario. So, it's like, what better person to have involved in creating the Super Nintendo World than Miyamoto himself? So, it'll be good. Now, speaking of Universal and Super Nintendo World California. That opens up in February, and recently, Universal launched a ticket reservation waiting queue where people who want to go would go and wait in this queue to get tickets to the park in February. Now, what happened is, because it is so popular and it is the first one in the US, there were so many people trying to get tickets, and so what happened is the site crashed. Now, I believe that they're going to reschedule the ticket reservations for a different date. I do not know what date it is. I could not find it. If I do find it, I'll leave it in the pinned comment or somewhere that you can see it. They're going to reschedule it, I believe. But that's that's crazy that, well, one, they didn't have enough bandwidth or, you know, whatever the case to hold up that many people trying to get tickets. You know, it's 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 universal. It's universal. They're one of like the biggest, I don't even like, like park, like theme park places. It's, it's universal. How could you not be prepared for this? And also what's crazy is that there are that many people trying to get tickets. I mean, a website crashing amount of people. That's gotta be like 20, 50, hundred thousand, somewhere in that range. That's, I mean, that, that's just nuts, man. That's nuts. All for that opening week. I want to go to the Florida one. Am I going to have to do that? With these people, like, am I going to have to fight and have the website crash just to get tickets? Because I hope not. I hope it's not that bad. So, the website crashed. I hope that whoever was trying to get tickets got their tickets or is going to get their tickets eventually, soon, hopefully. Uh, if you were a part of that, comment down below because I want to know what your experience was. Did anybody buy tickets? I couldn't find much on it. But uh, that happened. Uh, very unfortunate. Like, I could see how that could be kind of a heart-sinking feeling, how you want tickets, you're planning a whole trip just for the site to crash, and then, you know, it's postponed, and I could see how that might suck. It, it, it might really, really suck. So for anybody listening that tried to get tickets and this happened to you, I'm sorry, and hopefully you get your tickets eventually. Uh, yeah, unfortunate, to be honest. Now, next, our second-to-last headline, Sonic Frontiers. We brought this game up, I believe it was last episode. It could be the one before. For that, but we brought it up saying that it'll get a demo very, very soon. Well, I'm glad to inform you that demo is now out. It is on the Switch only. I believe PS5, PS4, Xbox are still waiting for their demos, I believe, unless it changed, you know, already and we didn't know. But there is a Sonic Frontiers demo on the Switch. So if you're still on the fence after a little over two months, if you're still on the fence, I would definitely get the demo. You have nothing to lose apart from maybe half an hour and some Switch memory space, but you can just delete it later. So what do you have to lose by getting the Sonic Frontiers demo? Nothing at all. I would try it out if you've not already and see how it performs on the Switch. See if you like it. See if you want to buy it on the Switch or a different console based off the performance. You know, all that kind of stuff. 
Now, if you do like it, I would go ahead and try it out now. If you like it, Sonic Frontiers on the Switch is on sale for 30% off, putting it at $41.99 until January 16th, which is a Monday. So if you love the game, you're into it, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna buy the full game. Digitally on the Switch eShop, it is $41.99. So if you're interested, there's that. All my Sonic fans, uh, I've been playing Sonic Frontiers here and there. I'm not going to say I've beat it or have even come close to beating it, but do I enjoy it? Yes. Does it run better than I thought on the Switch? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, it, ran, it, it runs how I thought it would run. Uh, but if you're worried about performance, the demo is for you. That is where you, you go to try that all out, okay? There are Sonic Frontiers for you. New demo, go and get it. Next, our last headline, Nintendo Switch Sports. The game has been dead. Uh, it's been dead since, uh, I would call it, uh, August? August? Probably August, because April, May, June, July, you know, you're still kind of getting it, and then August, it falls off. But anyways, it is alive in some sense, because Nintendo has introduced Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo Switch Sports icons. So, if you know recently, or not recently, but maybe almost, almost for a year now, Nintendo has been introducing special icons for your Switch profile. You can go and redeem them with platinum points from the My Nintendo service. And they're all about 10 platinum points each, I believe. And so there are a few based off of Switch Sports. So let's go over which ones they have put out for us to get. Now this is wave one. So I assume that we'll have wave two, wave three, wave four in the future. Now for the first icon, we have all of the little new characters the main render that, that had came out. We have a bunch of new characters in one little icon. Then we have a golf club, a pretty basic, honestly. And then if we go up again, we have the characters again that are on the you know main render that had came out before the game came out. You see that, that, that artwork a lot. Those characters in an animated style actually now. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, maybe I'll, maybe I'll use that one for a bit. Then we have the Switch Sports Boy uh, hold, swing in the golf club, and then if you look to the right of that, sorry, I'm going, I'm going all over the place. I'm going like up, down, and then back up, uh, but I'm gonna like circle these or whatever. So if you look to the right of that, you see the same thing, but animated once again in a cartoony style. And then <laughs> I'm so confusing. Let's go up one to the girl character. Has her hand on her chin like she's having an aha moment or a thinking moment. And then we go to the right here. We have a man that I believe is wearing the bowling outfit. I could be wrong. I've not played in forever, but I am to believe that is a bowling outfit. It could be a golf outfit. But that one's also pretty cool. And then on the bottom right there, we have a panda costume swing on a golf club. And also in the background of all these pictures, you can see the backgrounds that you can also buy with platinum points. And honestly, they look pretty good. So that is all the icons. I do like them a lot. And I'll probably use either the panda one or the animated characters one if I use any of them at all. So pretty cool. And hopefully the newer waves like wave two, wave three, wave four icons get better than that. But anyways, that is it for the headlines. Let's go over to our first major topic of the day. Alrighty guys, so last episode we talked a lot about rumors. There were like three different rumors, Mario game, you know, whatever rumors we, we, we had there. A bunch of leaks, nothing was confirmed. So I figured because we have one more, let's start the episode with a rumor and then the other stuff will be factual, speculative, these things. So, we have a rumor of a Zelda movie in the works. Now, what's crazy is I just talked about this. I talked about a possible Zelda movie that should happen in a YouTube short of mine. It, I mean, honestly, it was, it was like a month ago. But even still, I knew this should happen. So, word on the street. A website called Giant Freaking Robot. <laughs> dope name, by the way. They write articles on games, movies, these kinds of things. And they wrote an article about a Zelda movie being in the works. So let's read this quote. Quote, The greatest hero of Hyrule is finally on his way to the big screen. Our trusted and proven sources tell us 
Illumination, the same studio behind projects like Despicable Me franchise and the upcoming The Super Mario Bros. movie, is developing an animated The Legend of Zelda movie. That's the quote. Now, do we believe this? Honestly, it's gonna make them bank. It's gonna make bank, so yeah, we probably could believe that. Now, Illumination... Dude, the actual Mario movie is not even out yet. And they're already planning a Zelda... I mean, you should see if this one does well first. I mean, come on. Now, am I complaining? Of course not. I, I would love this. There needs to be a Zelda movie. There's, like, so much in the storyline to unpack from Zelda. Like, there's so much behind it. With Mario, you can just make a funny movie, a fun movie, add a storyline in the movie. But with Zelda, I feel like there's so much ancient history in there. It's only been around for, like, what... 1980 NES, like, what, 40 years, 35 years, whatever. But in, like, the game storyline, obviously, there's so much, like, history in it that I feel like a Zelda movie would need to be made. And also, not to mention the soundtrack of all the games. Dude, like, Zelda music is some of the most iconic music ever, and you could use a lot of that in the movie. Now, you have to look at... The Mario movie's animations, the, the graphics, how things look, it looks really good. Now imagine if Link was animated as one of those characters. It would look really weird, honestly. It would look kind of weird if you had Link. Like, just imagine Link in the Mario movie kind of textures and animated style. He would look kind of weird. I, I, I think that anyway. It would be a great movie. But my thing is, if you're making a Zelda movie, it's either going to be... 10 out of 10, really, really good, or like 4 out of 10, it looked alright, but it wasn't that great. I feel like it's you. Ha it's really, really hit or miss. It's really hit or miss. There's no in-between. I feel with the Mario movie, it could be in-between, you know, dead humor, you know, nothing special. Mario movie could be in-between, but with Zelda and how big the fan base is and the, and the expectations... It's really hit or miss. You can't just do it halfway. You can't make a decent movie. It's going to be really great or really bad. Now, I can tell you that we're probably not going to get any confirmation of this until sometime next year, 2024, because this entire year is for the Mario movie and the Mario movie only in terms of movies for Nintendo. So at the earliest next year, also because they've just started development, we wouldn't hear about it anytime soon because, you know, what if it gets canceled? They're like, we can't do it, you know, whatever. We have to wait and see. But from giant freaking robots, trusted and proven sources, they say that Illumination is working on a Zelda movie. I'm excited, but I don't want to get my hopes up. You shouldn't either. That's a rumor. Grain of salt. And we'll see what happens. But if it doesn't happen, I'm holding this website giant freaking robot accountable. Okay? I am. But they seem pretty legit otherwise. I checked out their site. I didn't read every single article. But they seem legit and professional. So I would at least hope it's somewhat right. You've got to make a Zelda movie. And it seems right now might be the best time. But anyways, let's move on to our next topic that involves something new that hit the internet. That is blowing people's minds, but it should have been made a lot earlier. Alright, story time. Very, very quick story time. I go on Twitter yesterday, and I scroll through, and I cannot stop seeing these GameCube Joy-Cons. These GameCube Joy-Cons, made by a company called NYXI, have been blowing up on my Twitter feed, and are this new, big thing. So they are no drifting. GameCube Joy-Cons. First impression, that sounds really, really nice. Now, if you remember, there was a YouTuber called Shank's Mods, or Shank, Shank, let's call him Shank. He made GameCube Joy-Cons a while ago. Now, they're not official, they're not being sold, but he made them, and that's how they should be made. These ones are a little bit different, and you guys might want to know what I think about them. So, with these Joy-Cons, it obviously looks like a GameCube controller. You can obviously tell that from looking at them. The button layout is the same. A lot of the things are the same. Now, if you look at the two sticks, obviously they cannot be exactly like the GameCube controller. Now, if you look at the two sticks, honestly, I love these about these Joy-Cons. They are not the normal GameCube sticks. It's not the C stick and not the big stick that has all the lines in it. 
They're like newly made sticks. It's like updated to this day and age, which I really, really do like because the GameCube ones, while they're classic and cool, they're not the most comfortable thing in the world. So I do like that, that this company has changed them up and made them, you know, updated to how sticks are nowadays. Not to mention the triggers and the bumpers are also pretty different. I'm not sure how they feel. I have not touched this product hands on, but they look once again as the sticks were newer and updated to this kind of day and age where triggers look much more like that. So from looking at these, they look pretty good. The only downside that I've found has nothing to do with the product itself, but the site is a little sketchy and so is their brand. Here's what I mean. So I went to their Twitter, obviously, you know, that's where I found out about it on Twitter. I go to their Twitter and they have links to the controller, okay? I click the link, it leads me to a dead site. It says like, you know, our database, whatever the heck. So that's fine, it could be an accident, maybe just a broken link. So I Google their company and there's like two or three different websites for this company. And so I don't know which one to even choose. There's two websites and so I click one and it's in stock, I click a new one and it's not in stock. It's like, just kind of sketchy, kind of weird. And on the site that had these Joy-Cons in stock, do you know when you can just look at a website and just kind of have that feeling it's kind of sketch, but you don't know for sure? I don't want to call them sketchy. I've had no experience with them, but you know that feeling in your gut when you go on a sketchy looking site, that's that's kind of what I get from this. I'm looking at the key features here. I don't see anything about motion controls, so I assume that there are none. It has the wake up function, the screenshot function. There are buttons on the back that I did not see before. Ergonomic, it's, it's Joy-Cons, all right? So the same thing, but no Amiibo and no motion controls, I assume. It says nothing about it, so I would assume not. 70 bucks, pretty worth it, I would say. So it's 10 bucks cheaper with no Amiibo and no motion, but they're also GameCube Joy-Cons, bigger Joy-Cons, more comfortable Joy-Cons. I cannot recommend it because I've never had my hands on it, never tried them out, but they look pretty good, and I'll leave the link in the description to check them out. So yeah, those look pretty cool. Back buttons, X and Y, GameCube layout. I may get them in the future, but for now, let's move on. Alrighty guys, it has been about four months since the last Nintendo Direct. When is the next one? Simple question, simple answer. Well, simple answer, kind of. We have to dive into the evidence. Now, before we go into the evidence, let's say my prediction. My prediction is February 2023. Why do I think that? Let's look at the evidence. So, last year, we had a Direct on February 9th. 2022 obviously the year before that we had a direct on february 17th year before that not a main direct but we had an animal crossing direct on february 20th the year before that we had a direct on february 13th february is the month for directs almost as much as september is for directs february is for directs as well so you can probably count on February for your next Direct, though I can't confirm it. Nintendo has not confirmed it. We probably won't know until a few days before like we always do. So you can expect an announcement anytime in February really, because sometimes it's later, sometimes it's really early. Who knows, but hopefully some kind of leaks will come out in the next few weeks saying like, hey, the Direct is this week or that week or you know, whenever the Direct might be. So yeah, to get that out of the way, my guess is next month in February. Now, what is gonna be in the Direct? I say, because you have Pikmin 3, Kirby, and Tears of the Kingdom coming out this year, you need a couple more Big Bang games. Now, Nintendo at the start of 2022, did not have very many big games coming out. So they announced Switch Sports. And that seemed like a pretty big game at the start of the year. And that came out in April, just over two months after it was announced. So we could very well see a big game in this Direct that'll come out in just a few months. We are three months away, potentially, from a big game release as of right now. So what might that big game be or what might some of those big games be? My guess, and it could be wrong because I predicted this last Direct and it was wrong, I still believe 100% we will get a Tomodachi Life port or two new game in the future. I mean, if you're Nintendo, okay, this game sold so many copies on 3DS, so many that I actually want to find out 
how many it sold. Because the fact that it sold so many copies and is not ported to the Switch is beyond me. 6.71 million copies on the 3DS. Beyond the numbers, very loved game, Miis and everything, 6.71 million copies. And you don't bring it to the Switch. Whereas Miitopia, which you did bring to the Switch, sold 1.22. It's a no-brainer, man. That is a no-brainer. That should have been done forever ago. Now, Miitopia came out in 2021. It's been almost two years. Two years later, can we get the other game that is similar to Miitopia? I would definitely hope so. And plus, that's not a hard game to even bring over to the Switch because one, it's already done. Two, you brought Miitopia, so it couldn't be that bad. So really, I do think it's going to happen. Will it be this direct? Will it be at the end of the Switch's life cycle? I don't know, but I do believe that that'll happen. Now, another thing that I do expect to see is Tears of the Kingdom gameplay. Now, if we're not going to get a dedicated Tears of the Kingdom Direct, which is possible, but I don't think that would happen. It's possible. But if we're not going to get that, I think that we should see about two to four minutes of Tears of the Kingdom gameplay, not trailers, not, not cinematics, but full-on gameplay, overview trailer and everything. That's what we need to see, or else I'm going to start to worry a little bit. Now, once again, if we see no Tears of the Kingdom gameplay, I guess we shouldn't worry just yet because, as I just mentioned, we could get a full-on dedicated Tears of the Kingdom Direct, although, once again, that is unlikely just because they don't do that for all games, like Animal Crossing got it, Pokemon gets it, but they don't always do a huge Direct for one game. So we have to see on that, but Tears of the Kingdom gameplay would be much appreciated. So you've got Tomodachi Life, you have Tears of the Kingdom, the rest is pretty hard to predict. You would think just a bunch of third-party games, but Nintendo does shock you. Like, tell me, find, find me somebody that had a leak of Nintendo Switch Sports being announced in the direct back in last February. Like that was a total shocker. That got me, that got you. We were all pretty shocked. So I'm gonna predict a shocking game. Something that we don't know is gonna happen. We have no clue what it is right now. They could be bringing back a series, Mario Baseball, whatever it could be, Mario Sports game. Some sort of shocker is bound to come. I mean, we had a lot back in the 2021 February direct. We had Mario 3D World, we had Miitopia, we had, oh, I just thought of it, we had Mario Golf. Like, there were a lot of shockers in there. So to not have more than two for a February Direct is nuts. Also, you have to think, as of this moment, the only game that Nintendo has coming up is Kirby. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Yes, you have Tears of the Kingdom, but that's in May. That's kind of a ways away. What's going to happen in March, April, and then May is Tears of the Kingdom, but... March and April, that's 60 days. Do you have no games releasing then? Though that might be when the Shocker game releases. So so that could be if they show Tomodachi Life and then they say, hey, it comes out April 8th or you know whatever the heck the day might be. That could be the gap between Tears of the Kingdom and Kirby. Whatever the Shocker game they announce could be that gap. But uh, we have to wait and see. It's hard to predict right now because this is a presentation where we don't always know what's gonna happen. We can only predict but to close out this segment, my guess, and what's probably going to happen, is February 2023. There's no early February or late February. We have to wait until somebody either leaks the date or we get official confirmation from Nintendo. But until then, we have to speculate and wait. That actually rhymed, but with that rhyme, let's move on to our next segment. All right, now our next topic, guys... It's a sad question. Where did Nintendo go so wrong? Look at the Switch, guys. Look at the Switch. It's really plain. Now look at the 3DS family. 2DS, 3DS, same thing. Look at that. Music on the home menu, uh, customizable home menu, folders. Where did they go so wrong? The Switch has a soulless home menu. No themes apart from black and white. I mean, are we in the 1990s? Like, why black? What? Come on, come on. There's, there's more than that. There's no more community interaction. There's online servers, but there's no Miiverse, no Street Pass. What happened to that? No music. Where did we go wrong here? Not to mention, 
I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, Switch, make the Switch cool. The games have gone downhill, you can kind of see. Now, before someone gets mad at me, I'm not calling every game bad. I love the Switch games, I love the games. Where has the Mario Bros. series gone? Where did that go? Hasn't been anywhere since 2012. Unless you count the uh, port of uh, Mario Deluxe. But I mean, come on, where did that go? Nintendo doesn't listen to their fans. They give us boring home menus. Like the home menu, do you know how many people I've heard say that the Wii home menu music, the, you know, the main theme, is so nostalgic to them? What if the Switch had a theme? Say that you're, you know, you're still in your growing up years. Do you know how nostalgic that could be when you grow up? And the fact that there's no home menu theme is upsetting. And I don't want to be the, the, the guy that, that complains about small things, but it's a lot of different things. Like when the Wii U would wish you happy birthday on your birthday, you know, confetti would fly, all the Miis would run around, things like this. Like it's the small things that mean the most. Like what if the Switch had confetti on your birthday, Miis were jumping around? Like, come on, like that, that would be so cool. And I, I, I just feel like we've totally downgraded in terms of personality. And what I honestly do believe and think is that ever since, unfortunately, Iwata passed away, I feel like a lot of Nintendo is just business heads, like trying to make the most money and not doing things that won't make them any money, but will satisfy the fans. Like, as I said, Street Pass, Miiverse, Nintendo doesn't really make money from any of that, but they did it for us. They did it for us. That's why they unplugged Miiverse. Because, I mean, I mean, it cost them to even run the online service, so it didn't cost us anything. When they did things like that, that we didn't pay them money for, but was cool and gave us memories, like, they don't do this anymore. You Now we have to pay, I believe for the first time ever, for an online service, just to play online. Now, granted, PlayStation and Xbox do this, you know, that's a normal thing in gaming, but... It's never been a Nintendo thing to do. Look at the Wii, look at the Wii U, the 3DS, the DS. You never had to do this before. We never had to pay 50 bucks a year, 30 bucks a year, just to play online games with our friends. Never had to even do that. Miis, where did Miis go? Miis are, are in the settings tab and they are featured in a few games. That's it. Where, where did Miis go? I mean, it's all business wired. You add a black and white theme. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a hater. I'm just kind of going through what all this is and what it all has become. You have the black and white theme. That's enough to even just get by and be like, okay, well, it can be white, you know, cool times or black. Like it's the most basic thing. And then the fact that they don't do virtual console, they bundle the N64 games into an online service that costs, I could be wrong, I think it's 80 bucks a year for a whole family, I could have that wrong, but I believe that's the case. I mean, that's 80 bucks a year, online servers, N64 games, like, come on. What happened to the Wii and the Wii U, where we had a virtual console, which was just, all those games were available, like, like I could buy Ocarina of Time, I could buy a DS game, I could buy an NES game, but it would just cost like five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks each, based off what game you, you were you were buying. Like, just what happened to that? I feel like Nintendo has gone so business-wired and business-brained to where they're just maximizing the money, which is what you want to do in a business. You want to make the most money. But it, you're not totally 100% satisfying the fans. You're satisfying them just enough to have them be fans of you. That's what they're doing, I believe. Because when I first got my hands on the Switch in, on, on March 3rd, 2017 like I could tell I was like where's the music where's the uh, menu themes where is all this kind of stuff now though I wasn't worried because I thought they were, they were gonna add it in like over time like you know themes would come maybe a few months later music options would come maybe a year later no nothing at all not a peep on themes it's been six years almost no new themes for the, for the switch since day one and it's honestly really upsetting because I feel like we'd have a totally different console if we weren't so business-minded and business-brained. And uh, I just, I wish that we could go back to the Wii, to, to, the, to the Wii U, where playing a console was an experience. The home menu was an experience. 
The settings was even an experience. Everything is just so bland now. It's just the bare minimum to get by and to satisfy the fans. It's just the bare minimum. No web browser, because what good does Nintendo do from the web browser? They have a few things. They have the news, which links to all their games to give them more money. They have the eShop. They have the photo album, which is probably the only thing, one of the only things that they've done for us. On the eShop, all you see is just promotional junk, just games that are gonna give Nintendo money and they're all, they're all being pushed and it's just a mess, man. Where did we go so wrong? If you go to the Wii U eShop, it's all sorted out. You know, virtual console games, Mario games, Yoshi games, Zelda games, it's all so sorted out. Same with the 3DS, same thing, it's all, it's all sorted out. Where did we go so wrong? It was with the Switch, I'll tell you that. The Switch made the whole thing go so wrong, but how, why, who, when, and where, and what? The whole thing is just soulless, man. It's, the Switch is soulless. There's nothing. There's not even a me channel anymore. That's been a thing since Mii's were a thing. Me Maker on the 3DS? Was it just called Me Maker on the Wii U? Me Maker for the Wii U? Me Channel for the Wii? That's always been a thing. Now, whatever happened to that, you know? Now it's in settings because it doesn't do anything for Nintendo. They're just trying to put it where you can use it, but they don't care much for it. Now, maybe I've sounded a bit overreactive in this segment and I do apologize, but I guess that's just how I've felt and what I've built up over the six years of using the Switch. Uh, I don't mean to be overreactive, but to get the point across, what happened to all the personality? What happened to the fun stuff? What happened to doing things for the fans and not for the money? Whatever happened to that? I'm not saying that they don't care about their fans, but if you could care a little more, I'd appreciate it. I'd appreciate Street Pass or some fun community features. We're a community. We're a Nintendo community. I don't know how you can't message friends or how you can't street pass or how you can't interact with the community apart from paying 50 bucks a year to use the online service. Now, I shouldn't say 50 bucks. I think it's cheaper if you do it individual and you do not buy the expansion pack, but either way, it costs money. It's really sad to see, but if you agree, let me know because I feel like this cannot be just me. They're business brains trying to get money and it can't just be me. Please let me know if you feel this way or if I'm just overreacting, but... Yeah, I hope that with the next console or even a future Switch update, we have a more happy, upbeat console. But anyways, that's my little small, I wouldn't call it a rant, but my point is, what the heck happened? Moving on. Alrighty, it is time, your favorite segment of the week, I'm sure, to answer your questions. You guys left me questions on Discord to answer. If you want to ask me a question to answer on the show, feel free to join the Discord server in the description of the video. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it'll be, I mean, it's pretty much everywhere. It's on my link tree, which you can find on my Twitter, which is on my Instagram. If you can find one social account from me, you will find it. But anyways, on the Discord, we have questions. So, our first question comes from Dino Green, which actually says, When is Mario Matter coming to Spotify? I am so glad that you asked that. So, as of me sitting here right now, it's not on there. I've been trying to, 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 get, to get it on there. I've been trying to get a logo. And I have the logo. I have the podcast MP3s. It should be on Spotify as you're listening to the podcast. Probably should be. Now, the Soda Boy asks, what is your favorite Mario series? So I assume that you mean like Mario Bros, Mario Kart, Mario Party, the Mario series. And I don't want to be basic, but yeah, for me, there's nothing else than Mario Kart. Mario Kart is my favorite series. Who is not excited for a Mario Kart game? Like if Nintendo announces a Mario Kart game right now, Who's not excited? I'm excited, and honestly, the answer is Mario Kart. Next, we have F100 Games asks, what is your favorite Sonic game? Oh, okay, so we have a few. We have Sonic Frontiers, which I am enjoying so far, but I've not beat it yet, so I couldn't call it my favorite game yet. I've played a few. I played Rise of Lyric on the Wii U. I played a few on the DS, but my answer is going to be Sonic Rush. Sonic Rush for the DS. I played that game when I was young. That was actually one of my first Sonic games, 
and it was so much fun. I enjoyed it, and it was a game that I could just play for a while, and it would keep me busy. I would be so immersed, and I loved Sonic Rush. It's still a game that I replay sometimes. I was going to replay it recently, but I didn't get around to it. But I have it over there on the DS, and it's a really, really fun Sonic game. If you've not tried it out, I would go ahead and pick up a copy. They're like 30 bucks, 25 bucks on eBay and Mercari and these secondhand sites. So pick it up. It's, it's a very fun game. Next, we have Baker Cookies, who asked, What are your most favorite Nintendo consoles and games for them? So... My favorite Nintendo console of all time is the Wii U. And honestly, my favorite Wii U game changes all the time. But I think it has to be Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016. And that is my favorite installment in the Mario and Sonic series. It, it was a game that I spent all summer playing. I could not stop playing that game the summer that it came out. And I love how it introduced soccer or football, you know, whatever you might call it. I love how it introduced that sport to the whole series and with the Wii U gamepad, it was just the best game and a game that I have the most memory with. Now a close second for the Wii U would be, it's not a Nintendo game, so it doesn't make much sense, but dude, I must have put over a thousand hours into Disney Infinity, any of the games, 2.0, 3.0. So that's my second favorite. Now you said other consoles. My second favorite console is the 3DS and my favorite game for that is my favorite game of all time, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Second favorite game would have to be Super Mario 3D Land. I've just never had a game stick with me like those two games have stuck with me. And I don't wanna be basic with my answers, but I wanna be honest and Animal Crossing New Leaf and Super Mario 3D Land have done wonders for me and give me so much nostalgia. I still play them both to this day. I'll replay Mario 3D Land and I check on my Animal Crossing New Leaf town all the time despite my old town being reset because I transferred 3DSs and I couldn't take it over with me. So despite all that, Animal Crossing New Leaf favorite game of all time and favorite 3DS game. Third favorite console and I'll this will be the last one is the Wii, which my favorite game for the Wii, it's a, uh, now here's the issue, okay? When the Wii was in its prime era, I was not old enough to comprehend games like Zelda or Animal Crossing City Folk or Mario Galaxy. So that's why my answer is not one of those games. My answer, so it's gonna be, we wish you a Merry Christmas for the Wii. That game is seen as shovelware, which means like, you know, bad third party game, but I love that game and I've had so many memories with it and it makes me so happy, I don't care. That's my favorite Wii game. I don't care who says, oh, he, he, he likes shovelware, he likes kids' games. I don't care. I love the game, and you should play it every holiday season, as I do. Now, my favorite game that is probably respectable for the Wii, I didn't play it until way after the Wii was even a thing. I first played it, I believe, in 2017, Animal Crossing City Folk. That's my other favorite Wii game. Those two could be a tie. Could be, yeah, because they're because they're very, very different. So City Folk is my other favorite Wii game, and those two I love. Skyward Sword is probably the third one, and those are my top three Wii games. Now, moving on. Abu Tate, favorite movie and favorite anime. I believe I, I answered those questions last time, and favorite movie, I couldn't decide. But I think I answered that and said that the Mario movie could be my new favorite movie after it is out, so we gotta wait and see. And then favorite anime, I do not watch anime, I would not know, but you know. Next we have Alp Dennis K asking, which version of the Switch is the best? Light, Switch, or OLED? Okay, so the best console, the best one, is the OLED. It's got improved audio, a bigger screen, a better fan system, better kickstand. It's the best one out of the three. Now, which one should you buy? That one comes down to your personal preference. I cannot tell you which Switch you should get. I can't, unless you describe your exact situation. But the light is good if you're not a huge gamer. You know, you're a handheld gamer. You're, you're not gonna play too much. You don't wanna play on a TV because the light obviously cannot play on the TV. So that's your biggest disadvantage there. Now the Switch versus the Switch OLED. The price difference is 300 for the normal Switch and 350 for the OLED Switch. If you do not own a Switch yet, I would buy the OLED because for 50 bucks, it's much more worth it for the extra features, the ethernet port in the dock, the bigger screen, the brighter screen. It's a better experience with the OLED. So I, I would buy the OLED over the normal Switch. Now, if you have a normal Switch, I wouldn't upgrade to the OLED unless you want a second Switch. 
uh, but I wouldn't upgrade. It just doesn't, it's not enough to want to upgrade, I feel like. So I wouldn't upgrade, but all in all, the OLED is the best one, but whatever you want to buy, I would say either buy the OLED or the light. There's not a huge point in buying a standard switch anymore. So just buy the OLED or the light, depending on which console best fits your needs. Next, I hope I do not mess up this name, Nasiga Jag, I could have that wrong. But they ask, what is your favorite Wii game? We said that we said, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas, or if not that, Animal Crossing City Folk, if not that, Skyward Sword. One of those, either we wish you a Merry Christmas or Animal Crossing City Folk. Next, TaskCab asks, favorite rapper? I love that you asked me that, because I'm very like into music. I, I, I love music. I would never like, I would never make it myself, but I love listening to music. Favorite rapper of all time, of all time is Juice World. Juice World is my favorite of all time. That'll never change. Ne that's never going to change. Favorite rapper alive? Polo G. Very, very easy. Yeah. Po Polo G easily for sure. For sure. So those two, I love, I don't mean to be mainstream, but it's just the music that I like. Those two for sure. I don't see that changing for a while. Next, that diehard Mario fan asks, favorite champion and young champion from Breath of the Wild top three. So I have to look this up. Okay, I know all of them, but I needed a refresher. So I've looked them all up and here they are. Okay, so if I understand correctly, there's four champions excluding Zelda and Link and then four young champions, I believe. So here are the current champions. So the champions, my top three, I guess I kind of have to exclude one, huh? So my favorite one is definitely Revali. And then next we'd have Daruk and then Mifa. And then that would leave out Orbosa. So those three are my favorite current champions. And then for the younger champions, we got Sidon, Unobo, Teba, and Riju. I'm probably gonna say, I think Unobo, if I'm, if, I'm say, if I'm saying that right, is my favorite. So that's number one out of the top three. Then Sidon, then, ah, it's a tough one. Probably Riju. Yeah, Teba can get left in the dust. No, 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 but they're all great. The fact that it was a tough decision shows how close it was, but those are my top three champions of each, and that is the end of the Mario Matter episode 20. I hope that you guys all did enjoy. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much to our channel members for supporting the YouTube channel. If you'd like to become a channel member, the link is in the description, and with that, I'll see you all next Wednesday for the new Mario Matter episode, and I'll see you all then. Have a good one. Take care. Accomplish your 2023 goals, and I'll see you all then to, to, to check in, and hopefully you didn't quit. One more week. Come on. Stay strong. And then one more week after that, one more week after that, and, and then next thing you know, it'll be 2024. So have fun, stay safe, and have a good one. Adios.